Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Bounds of Opinions podcast with your boy, Kingy Crush Glass and Manila. Navinci. And the co host of all co hosts. Uh, this is Free Free La. So today we're going to get into the kitchen and cocktail debacle <laughs> with Kevin Kelly. We've got a TMZ interview that he has we took a little small clip of it as well as his interaction that went viral on instagram with the customers that were disrespecting this restaurant after that we're going to talk about dave Chappelle's little little small uh skit or a little small um thing on netflix called unforgiven so if y'all ready we're gonna run the clip with tmz live or freaking talk a little bit about what we're gonna talk about before we send off the clip Okay, so um, it is for, uh, you know, last week, week and a half ago, uh, Dallas uh, restaurant owner, his name is Kelly, Kevin Kelly, sorry, um, of True Kitchen and Cocktails. Uh, so there's a viral video out there, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, um, and he seemingly goes off on uh, a few tables, actually, of uh, some patrons in the restaurant. Um, and he received a lot of backlash for it. Uh, so we're going to watch a clip of him speaking with TMZ after uh, the, the backlash, um, just about why he reacted the way he did and, um, you know, the purpose of his establishment. And then we'll kind of get into a discussion here, me and the guys, about, you know, what, what we think or what our perspective of it is. So run that clip. You know, it seems like you have a particular problem with twerking. Well, let, let me explain. First of all, I don't have a particular problem with twerking. Um, at our restaurant, you're always going to hear music because we want to make sure that it's a constant positive vibe for our guests. We don't want guests standing up in their seats, grabbing glass and twerking on glass. You know, for those who like twerking, we don't have a problem with it. There's lots of nightclubs people do it at. They do it in their home. Our restaurant is one where my mother eats at, my grandmother eats there. Uh, my sons work there, and we want to make sure we keep a good environment. And so I, I'm not here to make any indictment on people who twerk because it gives people a good time, but that's just not something that I can have in my restaurant. All this twerking, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies, and I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves, and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get oh. our restaurant. Well, because I did it for our people, and I did it for our culture. I... Well, let me start off like this, okay? I see nothing wrong with what he says, right? I absolutely see nothing wrong with what he said. Uh, the guy just wants respect for his restaurant, right? And like he said, he's telling the, gen the guys to respect the ladies, you know? So... How can he tell him exactly what he said if they're doing that? Well, and not only that, he's saying that he has an expectation that uh, the men who go to his restaurant will just respect themselves, period. Right. Um, I would when I was kind of doing a little bit of research on here and seeing what I could find, uh, he does have a pretty strict um even a dress code for the restaurant, which I think is fair. This is uh, an ambiance that he wants to create. And exactly, he's asking men, you know, um, there's no do-rags in there. There's no hats in there. You know, there's there's certain, uh, I guess, pieces of etiquette that he wants people to um, carry themselves with while they're inside his restaurant. And I think that should go across the board. So he's not saying don't come in here and don't enjoy this music, but, you know, to the point where you're twerking and standing on the furniture, you're not at home. <laughs> you know, you're not at your auntie's house where maybe it's okay for you to, you know, get on the couch in a handstand and bust it down, but that's not where you are. Right. So in him having to go back multiple times and asking this, uh, these few tables of women to please tone it down. I think, yeah, uh, at what point in time is it too much? Did he allow them to go on, you know, for the rest of the evening and then have the other patrons kind of disappointed and maybe not want to return? 
Yeah. Um, for me personally, this is a black owned business. So when he goes, 75% of my customers are women. What he's tried to say is not just to the people who are doing it, but the people that are there witnessing these people doing it. I don't know if they said anything to them, but the fact that the owner had to come out there multiple times and say something that, listen, the other people there, they're there to eat their meal. But if you're there to eat your meal, do you want to see somebody twerking? So why don't you say something or, you know what I mean, back the owner up to let people know, like, listen, this isn't, this isn't club live. This is a restaurant where there's probably kids, old people. This is all during the pandemic too. Like, you notice ain't nobody in there wearing a mask. So it's like, he's trying to give y'all a, 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 a comfortable space for black people. Cause mm -hmm. he says that he says, I'm doing this for the culture. So if y'all can't respect me and my business, get out. There's nothing wrong with that, but people are saying, oh, well, the food took too long to come, and, you know, he shouldn't have dressed everybody in the room. Damn right he should have addressed everybody in the room, because everybody else, even though there's only three tables, what happened to the other ten tables that sat there watching that? Could yeah. nobody say, hey, you guys, you know, he came out here once already. You know, you, you think you want, I'm trying to eat my meal here. I don't want to see you shaking your booty and and all that stuff. I'm here to eat a meal, enjoy time with my family, and go about my business. Now, the music he's playing, and what? There's tons of times I've been places where I heard music I would turn up to on a regular basis in the club. I'm not in the mall doing doing break dancing on the floor when I hear Run DMC trying to do head spins and windmills in, in the Nike store because they're playing something I like. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's, it's, it's not even that he wanted you, wanted them to have respect for his restaurant, he wanted to have respect for themselves. And he's dang straight because guess what? If a man seen a girl twerking in there and he went up and smacked her butt, guess what happens? Yeah. Lawsuit. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that she should be twerking, but you are enticing that type of behavior to come in your area. So if you don't want no parts of that, don't do it. Plus they put their hands on the glass. Like, are you serious? If, if I was the owner, yeah. that video, mm -hmm. video would have been viral on the first time. I would have came out there like, yo, you, 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 and you. Out. Oh, it's okay. We cover your bill. You ain't even got to pay your bill. Get up out of here. Don't come back. Do, do you know what I mean? That the door hits you on your on on the way out. So I I don't I don't believe that he should get any backlash. Um. Yet again, it's during COVID. Like it's in Dallas. You see yeah. how many people are in there as that guy's yelling. And it's not like he asked for somebody to take the video. Somebody took the video on the slide and sent it out. So it's not like he he had any pre preordained uh, thoughts of trying to get you know what I mean some type of viral video out or show people what he does in his restaurant. This is a, a case where he got caught um, mm -hmm. being honest. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you, man. Whatever, a hundred percent. I totally agree with you, and the whole thing about him attacking. Uh, black woman that's just ridiculous that part is just ridiculous you know i think sometimes with her people uh when it's not necessary we we like to run let's keep it real we like to run and we like to jump and we like to play that card you know in this situation absolutely not what's wrong with a man telling you to have respect for yourself respect for everyone else in his establishment, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the, the funny thing is, had it been that the restaurant owner was a woman, I think now that narrative still would have been the same that she's attacked, you know, the, the female business owner is attacking black women. Black women don't support each other, Ray, Ray, Ray. But if it was my restaurant and I've had to come out twice, Right. To ask you to first come off of my table, get off of my chair as you're twerking, because, you know, another very valid point is if that person was to hurt themselves. Or anybody else in that, then it would have been the restaurant owner didn't do anything to protect us. Lawsuit. Although I was standing on the furniture and twerking up against this piece of glass, well, they didn't construct the building properly, so therefore, lawsuit, <laughs> right? So it's not only about um, 
respecting where you are, you know, time and place, but also just the liability that this business owner, you know, could have potentially faced, right? And from what I understand in America, you can sue for just about anything. <laughs> so uh, that that threat is very, very real. You know, uh, this business owner, he opened during the pandemic. He's only been open for a few months, right? So I think he's at a critical mass and a critical point in the building and establishing of this business. So th there is not very much room for error, especially, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. And now you're having people potentially putting themselves and everyone else at risk of physical harm. And then, you know, the chant is out there, this guy's attacking Black women and he should lose his business and cancel this and cancel that. And they don't all line up for me. Like the alignment of him attacking Black women, where? It's telling you, get off of my things and stop twerking in here. There's places where you can go to do that. This isn't the place. And to be fair, I agree with you, Free, 100%. To be fair, I didn't see one thing he did wrong or say wrong. I heard him said the F word and everybody's like, oh, oh my God, wow. Of course he has the right. He went out there multiple times and you disrespect him over and over. He went back and did it. And he asked nicely, right? You saw in the video when he went over there, it was like, you know, a little praying hands, you know, you know, and the guy's just fed up. That's his business. You on his furniture and everything. So I don't see why the back, I don't, you know, this is yeah. just shows you how society is so damn sensitive now. It's ridiculous. I mean, let, let, let's, let's be honest here, okay? Let's start with the main thing, accountability and responsibility. Now, mm -hmm. he held them accountable. People who weren't there are supposed to be the responsible ones saying, you know what, if I own a business, forget if it's a Black-owned business. Let's just say any business. You can't go into a Chinese food restaurant and start twerking. They ain't going to allow it. That's not the place for it. So for one, these, these young ladies or these ladies weren't responsible enough to know we're not at Club Live. We ain't at no strip club. We're not popping bottles, okay? You shouldn't be twerking. That looked like it was a family restaurant, not just a black-owned restaurant. It looked like it was a family restaurant. So first, you're disrespecting the man's place. Secondly, the man says straight, my business comes for 75% women. How am I supposed to tell these men here, yet again, we're going to use those two words, right, to be accountable and responsible if you're not going to do that? So at the end of the day, they can all jump off a bridge with their cancel culture. This is somebody's business. If it was your business, these people who say he needs to be canceled, if it was your business, you'd be acting the exact same way. Because guess what? It's his blood, his sweat, his tears, his idea. He had to go get the loan or get the money to get that establishment put up. Now, if he puts it up and he comes out there the first time and says, can you please stop doing that? Then he comes out the second time and he's like, yo, come on now. The third time, you should be lucky. That's all mm -hmm. he did. Because yeah. me, I'm, I'm, I probably would have got charged. I would have yoked them up, and they out the building. There's kids, there's grandparents, there's people here that are here trying to enjoy the atmosphere and eat food and conversate. Ain't nobody here to see no no girl twerking. And the fact that it was three tables doing it, and yet again, for everybody in that building, including him, he was the only one that was accountable and responsible because the other tables that allowed those three tables or those three groups of people to continue with the shenanigans knowing that the man came up there twice to address that table yeah he's gonna address everybody because everybody in that building is accountable because if you don't want this like think about this way okay let's say he didn't say nothing and people leave that restaurant and they go oh yeah man bad atmosphere people were twerking that hurts his business yeah. that hurts his business absolutely Right. Absolutely. So it's like we're, we're living in a world right now where people don't want to be accountable and they don't want to be responsible. And it's, it's, it's just not it's not cute. Well, yeah, no, it seems like a lot of people in terms of accountability, they got called out, unfortunately, you know.
the the reaction they didn't get was the business owner like hey, everybody take a video and let's all video these women yeah. twerking right it's because of the attention that they did get wasn't positive and i use that word you know what i mean but it wasn't it wasn't a positive form of attention it was yo okay i'm done now and so are you get out of my establishment and now it's an issue but had he come out there and said, yeah, this is exactly what true kitchen and cocktails is all about and filmed them and video them and Ray, Ray, Ray and given them props, nobody would have had an issue. Or would they? You know, some of those patrons would have been like, really? This is, okay, after today I'm done. He's here glorifying these women disrespecting themselves. There's a potential that people would have thought that had he went that way. And then still he would have lost business. So at least he's keeping his integrity and the true direction of what he wants his business to be. He can't be wrong for that. You know, and if the music just sweets you so much that you just can't help yourself, you know, or you're hungry because the food potentially was taking so long that you have to, what, twerk away the belly burn of hunger. It just, <laughs> then those are the things you have to do, but he's already told you now and for everybody, in the area, this isn't the place to do it. Hey. Not like that. You know, like you said, they got called out. So I don't think the food thing was true. I think they're just using that because, you know, they got called out. And they got called out for twerking and disrespecting the man. Uh, so they're going to come up with something to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. let's just be real. You know, I think we said it. You said it and King said it. Um, there's a time and a place for it. You know, and I think this twerking thing is just a little bit too much, you know, because you don't want to be going places where you, your little kid, you know, your daughter, you know, King, your little daughter there, your little daughter, and um, you're just there at a little kid, because you've seen it, a little kid's functions, and you go there and you see people just twerking, you know, you know, take off their pants and then twerking. You, you, you don't want to go into a grocery store and see somebody twerking. Yeah. There's a time and a place for it. You know, it's just it's too much, man. Too much. And I think this guy took backlash he does not deserve. And I, I, it makes me sick, honestly. I think that the beauty that I've found in kind of looking up whatever else I could find on this is that, um, you know, the initial backlash was there. Everyone was shocked. You know, people were saying, why address the whole room? Um, it's an attack on black women. He should be canceled, blah, blah, blah. But since then, um, he has received a lot of love. And, you know, now they're inundated with reservation requests for the foreseeable future. He's going to be all right. And I think that's actually wonderful because people are really seeing what was going on, not taking this hypersensitive route or trying to make it about something that it wasn't. So, you know, I think who his target market was or is when he initially started this business, they've already seen how and why, and they're drawn to his business as a result of this viral video. When I think initially it was just sent out for a shock value and then potentially turned into more of a smear campaign. And neither of those two things happened, thankfully. And that's because, you know, he came out there with the integrity of his business in mind and the comfort and the safety of his patrons. Yeah, I mean, TMZ tried to walk him into a crazy question. They go, oh, what are you against twerking? Like, let's be honest, okay? It has nothing to do with being against twerking. But you don't, okay, if I go to Red Lobster, I smoke weed. Is it appropriate for me to light the fucking joint up inside the fucking building? Oh, I'm waiting on my food. I just, I just need to, I just need to get right. No, I go outside. I walk down the block. I smoke it. I come back. Everything's good. When, when there was smoking allowed in restaurants, because I used to work at Hooters, you know what I mean. You couldn't just light up anything you want. Yeah, you had your cigarette. You had your beer. You know what I'm saying. But you had to be respectful of the establishment that you're in. And I'm happy that he's getting tons and tons of reservations because those people are seeing exactly what his intentions were which is this is a family built restaurant 
for us black people as a culture and here's a place where we can come and enjoy ourselves without somebody staring at us or somebody asking us oh well who's gonna take the bill or any of that stupid shenanigans that may take that may happen in america and across the world right he is a black businessman we've been crying oh we need black businesses to be run so when somebody has a black business why are you going to go over there and disrespect it okay exactly that's one thing that i wanted to hop on and i'm glad that you brought it up the idea that this is black owned business this is for us by us that means that i as a patron of that business can go in there with absolute disrespect well this is for us so what you're saying is us as a culture are a group of disrespectful people so they're going to tolerate disrespectful behavior in their establishments or they're going to uh tolerate you know being inconsiderate and being rude you know you know what i mean people don't tend to have those ideas when it's any other business right but then we are here opening businesses we want to strengthen that black dollar. We want to keep it within our communities and circulating. But the patrons that go in there have this, they have the same idea at times that other cultures do that black means discounted. Black means not as classy. Black is not sophisticated and all those things. And then when you're bringing in that attitude and that aura about you, when you're in these establishments, how can we be perceived because we actually are at the exact same level as any other culture when we as patrons are going into places and not acting that way? True. Uh, I mean, I agree with both of you guys 200%. You guys hit it on the nail. Like, like that was amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, listen, man. Like, the more I talk about it, the more it makes me sick, you know, uh, because you think it's a black owned business, you think, oh, you can do that. You you have the right to do that. Like that type of mentality that we have now, that's well, ridiculous. And because he has standards, therefore he's against yeah. things that are culturally black, such as twer twerking. Hold on. So, sorry if I interrupted. Twerking is not noticed. Who said that's a black thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I'm not all here trying to say it's, yeah. it is it or is it. <laughs> that's something in dance. Yeah, I think yeah, dance yeah. is universal. Did it? Did it? No. Remember what I said? Yeah, but you, you you don't see them, you know, busting down Tatiana when they're doing the river no, dance. No, no. <laughs> like there, there's certain no, no, but free, free. that okay, maybe perceived as okay, no, but culturally black. Free. Remember what I said though. I said dance. I never said river. I never said break. I, I just said dance. Dance is universal, right? So the, the twerk is something that you can say, okay, black people came up with, right? All right, cool. But this is a black establishment where he has a dress code. So if you go to a place that has a dress code, you don't think there's other codes of conduct that you need to follow by? I mean, when you, when you, when you go to a club, does it say dress code? Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. And their dress code can be something as simple as no sneakers or no tall tees. Don't mean you can't go in there and act ratchet. It's the club. They made it for you to get ratchet. Loud music, liquor, you're standing up. There's a dance floor. This is a restaurant. I don't know any restaurant that said, even fast food joints, come in here, buy food, and twerk on our tables. <laughs> I've never heard of this. So, like... These these ladies that did this, and also I seen something on Comedy Hype. I wanted to bring it up. Shout out to um, I I don't want to butcher it. It's a podcast called um, what was it? Something over thirty. I can't remember. It was two black women. My point was they were saying that he was being disrespectful because he addressed everybody in the room and he should have just went to those three those three tables or those those three groups of uh, young people and had a direct conversation with them. Um, I understand for them that would make logical sense. But for me, somebody who is in attempting to build a business and I've dealt with people who have businesses, if you have a crowd of people in a room and there's three people in that room causing problems, nobody else wants to say nothing. First, you address them the first time. 
Then the second time, you kind of be a little bit more stern. The third time, you are going to address the room because guess what? It's not just you that's, bo- that's being bothered by it. It could be Patreons that are in there being bothered by it that don't want to say nothing. They're going and telling their waiter, their waiter, waiter, oh, sorry, don't mind me. I ain't smoked it. Waiter, waiter or waitress. waitress. Do you know what I mean? Can you get the manager? Those people over there are still twerking. So nobody really knows fully why this guy came out the last time the way he did, other than these people were being disrespectful. But yet again, everybody exclude him. Everybody else in that situation needs to be responsible and accountable for their actions. We 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 as a people, we need to stop saying, "Well, well, I did what I did because you know because what mm-hmm. he did." Well, why why can't it just be? Listen, you were wrong. This is wrong. Do you know what I mean? I told you it's wrong. Your parents didn't raise you right. You ran around with doodle diapers all day twerking, and now you're old, twenty-something years old, and you still think it's cute to be twerking on my furniture that I paid money for. You know, you do this at your house, you do this at Club Live, you do this where they allow it. This is a restaurant. We serve food, we have yeah. good music, we serve alcohol. That's that. You want to dance? If we, if he had a dance floor in that joint. I can understand maybe why they were twerking. They felt, oh, well, we can just dance wherever we want. There's a dance floor over there. I don't really want to go over there because it's COVID. I'm not trying to walk around. Cool. But it don't look like he had no dance floor in there. It don't look like he had music, which is that, which is regularly at every restaurant I've ever been to in my life. They have some type of elevator, whatever you want to call it, music to lighten the tone or set the tone for, for the food coming out and, you know, the enjoyment that you might have with people that you're there with. Well, and in... in- Especially in America, I think we've tried it here, you know, in our little YYC, but brunch culture is huge in the States. You know, uh, you go with your guys or, or your girls, everyone gets dressed up, you guys go to restaurants and you have your brunch and the music is blaring, <laughs> right? And you go, but that's because that's the time and the place for it, right? Again, Definitely accountability, responsibility, and just look at the venue. Where are you at? And that just wasn't there regardless what music was playing. That It just wasn't that place. And to take it, you know, from here and go way left with it, you know, to saying that he shouldn't have addressed the room and it's an attack on Black women and all this stuff, it was too much. I, I, I applaud him. Also, too, because there's a lot of business owners that may have not said anything um, you know, especially that they're new and they're trying to get established and A, they're setting up a reputation from their for their business that they may not want. Um, or, you know, God forbid it goes the other way and now they have they have a libel suit on their hands. Yeah. You know, from someone who got injured yeah. or whatnot. Uh, for sure, for sure. True facts right there. And like you said, King, for those ladies talking, I can see in the video, man, the guy comes up and he's sitting there and he's asking them nicely, you know, and he'd done it uh, like three times or whatever. And they keep doing it. I don't care who you are. That's your restaurant. You just start up. You, you're trying to build something. And like he said, he's trying to build something classy and that's going to tick you off. I don't care who you are. And I think for him, he was very calm because if that was me now, that's a different story. You know, I mean, I chuck you outside. No, that's what I'm saying. I would have yoked, yeah. I would have yoked yeah. them up, like <laughs> yo, me and yeah. staff members would have yoked them up, and they would have got the jazz treatment. Door open, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. like yee. I don't care. You go call the police. I'll tell you was any disrespecting my my restaurant. I told you nicely two times. Now you've you've created you've created a hostile environment because I'm telling you something that you shouldn't be doing in my establishment that I pay bills for. So. These three tables, okay, yeah, they're paying bills, but what about the other 10 that are there actually doing what they're there to do? Yeah, okay, brunch culture is is, is a good thing. We got music playing, everybody's having a nice time. But like I said, how many times do you see hmm. people twerking in a restaurant? When? When people are doing videos, when people are trying to go viral, and that's the problem yeah. with the with the society that we're in right now, right? Everybody wants likes. I mean, that why do you think that video popped up? That person, out of their own own validity, said, "Let me record this." I, I just got myself some views, some views, a viral, some likes, I got a viral one. some retweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah. is is there anything that you guys want to touch on anymore with this? Or are you guys ready to get into Unforgiven? Uh, I just... Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for... for un- Listen, man. Go ahead. Like I said, be responsible for your damn actions. Stop trying to blame others for when you're wrong, man. Just own it. Just be a damn adult. If you go in a restaurant and ain't on dancing floor and it looks classy, go in the washroom and twerk. You see what I'm saying? Just go in the washroom. You want to go twerk with your friends or whatever? <laughs> go in the washroom, record your videos, man. You know? Don't be twerking to put your ass in people's face while they're eating, man. It's, it's too much. Yeah, for me, I just, you know, I applaud Kevin Kelly. Um, I wish him absolute success uh, with his business. Yeah, for me, Kelly, double K, KK, respect you, my guy. Um, you handle it like a real G. You uh, you let people know, listen, this is an establishment I'm building for future generations, for them to have somewhere they can go where they can be respected and be respectable. And, you know, he laid down the law about what what is acceptable in his establishment. And if you're not willing to abide by those rules, then don't go there. He, he's not losing no sleep over it. Because for every 10 people that say, oh, I can't twerk, there's 30 saying, well, I didn't go to the twerk. I went there to go eat the food. So I'm good, you know? I ain't got to worry about yeah. this this rowdy rowdy bunch acting as if they ain't got no dang manners like their parents ain't, ain't, ain't slap them enough in their forehead and let them know what's acceptable in public and what's not hey yo you know what i'm saying and yo and uh, the man uh the man call up the, the the clubs you can go or the restaurants you can go to twerk <laughs> he named it for you yeah he did yeah. so so i mean you know he was instruction <laughs> he, he gave them the right instructions to where they need to go to get what they need to get done you know what i'm saying now we won't get into Unforgiven. I think it was great to hear Dave Chappelle be 120% honest about himself at this point in time in his career and in his life. You know, he talked about the the guy who tried to take the joke or who took the joke from him after he thought he was being nice. Then he talked about the deal that he got that he signed because, you know, if you're starving and somebody offers you a cracker, and says, well, you know, for you to get this cracker, you're going to have to sign this piece of paper. At that point in time, I don't think you're really going to be looking at what comes in that contract. And even if you do hire somebody to do that, that person is now looking at the money and not looking at your best interest. So I feel like he was right in saying that they robbed him. They, they took his work and pretty much just said, yeah, we own you, Dave Chappelle. We own the Chappelle show and any content that you created over, over on this is ours. And we're not giving back a dang thing. We own your name. Yeah. Like we, we own in perpetuity in the entire universe. I think something to that, to that effect. Um, well, yeah. And, and he did say, you know, as a young uh, comedian, you know, he's probably what been doing his grind by that point? Well, age 15? 10, 11, 12, 12 years. Cause I think he said he was about 27, 28 when he signed that deal. Right. So call it 12 years, give or take. Um, you know, he's going to be a father. So he has a wife or a partner, family on the way. He's been grinding. And now what looks like his um, golden goose is there, but the industry had an absolute ulterior motive, you know, and said out of all of this, because we can already see that we're going to get billions. We just have to dash him just a couple crumbs, but then keep him in this vice grip for the rest of his life. Yeah. I I thought it was real and gritty and honest. And uh, I thought it was very good for him to do because uh, it happens to a lot artists and uh, entertainers in all fields you know it happens a lot and for him to do that 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 took some it took some cojones man uh yeah and for the thing like they own his name 
throwing his name. And I think the best part about that whole thing was is when he said he asked Netflix not to do that. And Netflix took it down and Netflix got yeah. it back. I think that was Want awesome. Because to, to see like a big company like Netflix, you know, that went that route to do that for him, I thought that was excellent. Well, hold on. Yeah, let's, let's not get it twisted. He he explained part of the reason why he he hates the Comedy Central, right? He goes, Prince, he's like, you don't notice when Prince came back, he came back as the artist? Because he knew anything that he put his name on, these people owned. You know what I mean? So when he did the artist thing, I think uh, that's when he started to own his own stuff. Like, he was like, oh, listen, that name ain't on there. No, no, no that's, not, that's not the guy you're looking for. Sorry, bud, you can have all the other yeah. stuff. You know, the, the fact that HBO told him, we don't need you, but now HBO Max is streaming what? The Chappelle Show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The fact mm-hmm. that they said when he left that he went to go smoke crack. When in all honesty, I believe maybe he's seen what was going on and also... He... Absolutely he did. Absolutely he did. He he knew. Like, he, I guess, caught on, right? you know in his his mentality he's seeing certain things now and he's like yo 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 hold up this doesn't run this doesn't work and yeah who and i i know the money is enticing but he also knew you know what these breadcrumbs that these people have given me and i'm making them like hundreds of millions of dollars then you know what y'all can have that (laughs) right i'll do what i need to do uh, to make it, and of course, yeah, it was Dave Chappelle is crazy, blah, blah, blah. But again, he wasn't willing to lose himself, his identity, or or his integrity for money. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, he was saying, he, he was also saying the jokes were, the jokes were starting to affect him, right? He's like, before he was just doing them like whatever, but then he started to see the way certain people were laughing and, you know what I mean? He He's... He's outside, outside of the the studio, and people are running up to him and saying certain quotes, and it probably made him feel uncomfortable because he's like, "Yo, dude, I'm with my family. Like, you see me, I understand. I'm I'm Dave Chappelle. I'm, you know, milk, bitch, whatever. They, I'm rich, bitch, all that extra stuff. But I am a human outside of this. But he's not the only one that's experienced this. We've we've heard tons of rap artists. Uh, musical artists, the same thing, right? They, they're making this music, and sometimes us as fans, we take things a little too far, you know? Well, yeah, you see a lot of, it seems like the way that society goes or culturally, we see uh, an entertainer of any sort, um, and I think it does go for athletes as well, but we see an entertainer of any sort, and it's like for them to reach those heights of fame, it's almost like they have to, or we expect, you know, as the audience, that they put their humanity aside and they just remain this character that we're attracted to 100% of the time. And that's it. And that it's just virtually impossible. How are they supposed to put down their humanity for my enjoyment? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's so many fine writings there on these contracts. And, and it's sad that sometimes... We got these young uh, entertainers of all races and of all, uh, you know, that don't have anyone there. So as soon as they see that couple, you know, couple zeros on that contract, they don't read anything. You know, they've been hustling their whole life trying to make something of themselves. And when they see that, you know, they don't take the time. You know, they see that couple zeros, you know, it's a sign, 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 you know. But but also, not to cut you off, but also you have to remember, right, these agents, people get this stuff confused all the time. Listen, I'm going to just, I'm only using this example is because I've been, I've been in the, the federal system to an extent, okay? My defense attorney has a relationship with the prosecutor who also has a relationship with the judge. They're all in bed together. So it's the same thing that works in the industry okay, I'm the producer, this is your agent, this is the company. They're all in bed together because that agent that you have might have 15 other clients that deal with these people. So they're making backdoor deals, all right? Well, 
the, the stuff on his contract, man, I can't really give it to him like this, man. You got to make it look a little bit more presentable because I'm trying to get my cut. It, it works like that with basketball, football, all entertainment. These agents, the first thing they're thinking about is what they're going to get about that bag. Then they're thinking about how to get you the bag that you need or, or putting your priorities up a little higher. But everybody in these entertainment businesses, they – especially agents, they want their bag first. You, If you can find me an agent that does right, aside from the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? You find me an agent, aside from LeBron James, you know, that does right by all their clients, I'll take back my statement saying that it's a snake industry and everybody's got their hand in your pockets. Yeah. Uh, wasn't this, wasn't that well, Ice Cube and what's his name, Jerry Heller or whatever? Yeah, NWA that that was, but that yeah. was also Easy E too, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to show you. Easy E helped start up the the Ruthless Records. Jerry Harrell's supposed to be their, their their manager, and he's dipping his hand in there, and he's like, "Yo, Easy, listen, we can take a little bit of extra money." So right now he got Easy on the on the take with him, right? Dre them find out they're like, "Yo, what the hell?" Easy, of course, at this point in time, probably doesn't want to say, "I, you caught me." He's like, oh, "And what? This is my company. I'm the one to start this company." Which, in 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 Truthfulness, it's true that he started the company, but without Dre, without Cube, it wouldn't exist. So, yeah, even though you were the brainchild of the thing, you still need all these other parts to form like Voltron to build it. So don't be over here acting as if those other pieces don't have a substantial uh, effect to the way the growth of whatever you're doing is going on. Do you know what I mean? And Dave Chappelle, like Free said, he's seen the crumbs, right? Right when he's seen the jokes were, weren't weren't uh, moving him as much as they used to before. And then he started to realize, like, yo, these people just, they're, they're literally going to be taking all my stuff. For all we know, he could look back at the contract and realize what was going on. And said, skirt, I'm done. Before I give you any more, I'm done. Well, yeah, I think it was definitely something like that, that he just, he left, you know, and he couldn't handle it. Well, what they did was trying to make him look like what he was a crackhead, you know, and uh, he ruined his career, you know. But he saw what was up, you know. He took time for himself or whatever. But I just... well, he said he was a devout Muslim. Didn't really, yeah. didn't really smoke and drink and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? It's, yeah. it's easy to believe. Maybe he he stopped smoking weed and all that stuff because I mean, at that point in time for the Chappelle show, he looks very, very sober. And I'm not saying he doesn't look sober now, but I'm saying he looks a lot more stressed and a lot more um, frustrated. At that time, he looked very happy, like I'm having the kid. The show's going good. So maybe he was a devout Muslim, and then when he seen all that stuff happen, he just said, "Man." I need to take myself away. He went to Africa, smoked some weed, drank yeah. whatever he did, came back, and has been frustrated yeah, with the industry uh, since. Yeah, and I think it's it's it was brave for him to stand up like this. That was a bold move, you know, to expose uh, certain uh, entertainment companies and all that. I think that was a bold move, and I think more should do it. I don't think I, I wouldn't call it a Super Bowl move. I, I think to be honest, he was just telling the truth. Netflix wasn't around, all this stuff happened, right? He goes into bed with Netflix. Netflix could have done what, what every other company's doing. Because remember, the only ones that took Dave Chappelle off is Netflix. Everybody else is still running that. Is if you do you know what I mean? So Netflix said, okay, we've got Dave Chappelle. That stuff's old. We know he's gonna come up with more stuff. It's newer. What do we want to rock with? Do you want do we want to disrespect him? And keep the old stuff and try to get whatever we can squeeze out of him new or respect him and get more quality work out of him that's new that we can call our own and let go of that old stuff of the past that he's not making any money off of and show him loyalty and respect. And he'll do the same thing for us. You know what I mean? And that's what it is in business nowadays. Netflix is competing with Prime, Hulu, HBO, all those people. They say, you know what? Right now they're raping him. Now, we could give him more money, and we'll probably get better content out of him, and he'll probably stay with us until he dies. Goes back to operating with integrity, I'm telling you. It's a lot tougher 
to do, especially when you're in a super competitive market of any type of market. But, you know, and sometimes the come up is a lot longer to get there or the growth or whatever you want to, you know, uh, say. But the moment you really start operating and remain operating with integrity, the reward will come. You know, it, it's just at times, yeah, it does take a lot longer, but it's because you are operating, you know, in a truthful way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, it, it even comes from a uh, family thing. <laughs> it even comes from if you've got a family business and all of that stuff. Look at uh, LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball and all of that stuff, you know, yeah, and the shoes and everything and money and contract it, it just it turned nasty i mean that's something that was being done to your own son even if it was him or the co-owner i don't know but there was some big thing about that yeah yeah i mean for for me to be honest though like you know dave Chappelle, he's always been one of my favorite comedians aside from richard pride and Eddie murphy and those guys and i just kind of felt like this was him just letting it out and I think that the content that we're going to get from Dave now is going to be so awesome. It's going to be so great. And, and, and I know he stepped into this almost like father figure. Um, well, what's the other word? Well, fa- father figure, like he he's out here speaking the truth, but trying to do it in a joking manner now. Out of all the comedians, I think he's the most to tell truth type of comic. Do you know what I mean? Like he's sugarcoating certain aspects. I mean, you've seen the the one that he did in Ohio at his hometown talking about the 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 date of his birthday being in uh in in um in the part or not in part, sorry, don't mind me. My brain's a little foggy right now. But being put together with the amount of time that Floyd had his neck being crushed. You know, talking about slavery, talking about the cop who said, yo, these guys are corrupt, loses his job. Like he's he stepped into a realm now where, you know, I hate to say it, he's like before he made the joke, we don't care about what Ja saying, you know, well, why are people looking to these celebrities to tell us what's going on? Dave has stepped into that realm now. We're like, now we want to hear what Dave has to say. You know, there's a shooting that goes on somewhere. Yeah, Dave, how do you feel about it? Because he's going to be honest. He's not going to sugarcoat it. He's not going to attempt to make it funny. He's just making it funny because he's using his own experiences and telling it how it is. Yeah. I find that he always did do that. It's just that now his delivery has evolved even more based on his actual, well, not saying that anything prior wasn't actual experience because it was. Uh, but now his real personal lived experience, um, you know, and he comes from a fa- family of highly educated individuals in terms of um, even w- what black culture has been like in America. You know, he has all of these great influences, plus his personal experience, plus just his God-given gift. Yeah. Right. I think as as in a sense, an educator. In ways, that's exactly what he's doing. Thank you. Right. For that. Um, I still, I don't know if either of you guys have had the chance to uh, watch him with Letterman on the "My Next Guest Needs No Introduction." No, I haven't had a chance to watch that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that. Yeah, you, you need to watch it, and it just, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we're saying now in parts and pieces, it comes really well together in that episode on Netflix. It's really, really good. Yeah, he did really good on that, and. Uh... I think a lot of people are surprised by him now because what do they think? Oh, he's just a comedian. You know, what does a comedian know? They just want to tell jokes all the time. But I think Dave Chappelle has a very powerful voice right now. And like you said, he's becoming an educator. And I hope he keeps doing it, man. His message always has, you know, and I think... In him, uh, you know, saying what he said through comedy, it was almost for us to swallow it. Not even so he's comfortable delivering it, but it would be for us as people, the audience receiving it. Because we're like, ah. they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what he just said is absolute, you know, is, is 100. 
But even now, as I'm receiving it, and it's a jagged little pill, I can laugh about it now. But what he also does is he plants so many seeds, right, in terms of food for thought, that you can't leave, you know, a live performance or watching a performance without something in your head now that you're like, okay, I never saw it that way, or mm, good point. Or yeah, he said exactly what I was thinking, right? Those thoughts now are here and they're germinating and they're going to grow. For sure, for sure. Um, if y'all watching this, I hope y'all like, comment, and subscribe. Hit that smash button. <laughs> become part of the Nodi gang. We are going to be doing giveaways, but right now we need the interaction before we start doing any giveaways, all right? We, we see y'all watching, but y'all ain't commenting. Y'all ain't liking. The the like button is, is attached to the algorithm now. So the more likes we get, the more this video gets pushed out there. So we would appreciate it if you like, comment, subscribe, and become part of the Nodi gang, okay? Smash the like button. Other than that, though, let's get back to business. So is there anything else that you guys would like to comment about this Dave Chappelle, um, Unforgiving, or any any nuances you want to pull from anything else that Dave Chappelle has done over the last few years? Well, uh, I just think about the Unforgiven. i just happy he did it. And uh, I hope a lot of young entertainers like watch it and learn from it and don't be so fast, you know, to just jump into that contract and, and uh, sign it, you know? Uh, yeah, just, that's all, man. Learn from it. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's uh, Dave Chappelle is going to be, um, is without, I don't think he's ever really done it or this was his mis mission, but he is a very, very pro prolific identity uh, within our culture and the world, really. Um, you, if, if you really sit down and listen to what uh, he has has to say now and what he has been saying, it's always been consistent. It's always been truthful, painfully so at times, but I think us as a society also need that, that, that truth, regardless if we like it or not. Uh, he, he puts all of us in check in one way or another, but also just says like, this is the way that the world is, or this is how a certain situation works. And like I said, um, when we were doing our top movies, my top movie of all times is Half-Baked. <laughs> and this is why <laughs> I love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if people wanna see how powerful his words is and how smart this man is, like I said, like Free said, go watch that thing with uh, Letterman. It's very powerful. Good. Yeah, for, for me, you know, I just hope that people understand that Dave is being himself. And that's what comedy is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be this right wing or left wing or, do you know what I mean? Comedy is almost the last place you can honestly be yourself and just speak your truth or speak the truth about things that are going on. And we need to hold that dear and respect it. We can't be trying to cancel these comedians all the time when they might say something a little crazy. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but if I see a basketball player do a crazy dunk and, you know, possibly injure the guy he dunks on, I'm not going to say bad dunks. I'm going to say, boy, you need to get some milk. <laughs> you know I mean? or maybe get up out that poster and that's how we need to start treating things because this even links back to the store the, the the restaurant owner too right like we need to respect people in what they're trying to accomplish and understand their truths and respect what they're trying to do whether it's for our culture or the culture that they think we need to put forth or just in, in, in general for people like we don't have to make this a white and black thing let's just make this a respect people thing you know, somebody's doing something, you want to be part of it, respect their wishes, respect what they're trying to do, and, and go forth with it. Because Dave Chappelle, like I said, when he said when he was 12 or 15 years old and the guy said, I could just take it, and then he goes, this is exactly what happened to me here now. He goes, the Me Too women, you know, they're mad at this industry by the way because of the way it fucks, and I'm upset because of the way that it eats, because it's a monster. Yeah. You know, we have to respect that. We have to understand that because that is literally what's happening to some of these people. 
especially the minorities. You know, how many how many of our black comedians had to be in a dress, dress up as a girl before they really were taken serious? Why? Why is it only I you tell me other than freaking Robert Williams, any other white actor you've seen dress up in, in a skirt? Robert Williams. Okay. <laughs> you tell me any other white actor you ever seen do that. And and Robin, to be honest, as a black person, I'm claiming them as black people, but we, for 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 skin tone references, we gonna, say, we gonna say he was white, you know, what I mean? because that guy was hilarious. He was awesome, you know. It was sad what happened to him, and like like I like I was saying, it could have been this industry that did that to him. You know what I mean, because he was a charismatic guy, like very fun loving. He was he was awesome. Yeah. You know what? I yeah, think Steve Martin did a movie, and he was he's a comedian. Oh, okay, sorry. Steve Martin, Martin is like another good 70s, one too. 70s or 80s, but he dressed up in a dress. <laughs> I just, random things that Franny keeps in her head. Free, Sorry. You over here <laughs> discount my argument, okay? Stop it. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, Robin Williams is good. Uh, but, you know, I give a shout out to uh, one of the guys who came from somewhere real, and you know he's a real comedian. Uh, Jim Carrey, you know? Jim, oh, come on, man. What do you mean? No, oh, come okay, on, okay. man. Like, of okay. course, you know, because yo, yeah. of course, no, he's Canadian. <laughs> like, you know, I'm rocking with that through and through. I know. And yeah, I was uh, about to go yeah. in on you. Like, what do you mean? No, but what you talking about? This original, <laughs> where he comes from, though. A lot of people don't know. Where's Jim Carrey from? Where did he start off from? A living color, right? Right, those guys, Keanu Reeves and whatever. Uh, what's his name? What are his names? Marlon Wayans and Keanu. Yeah, yeah. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, Keenan Ivory. Yeah, but that's where he. Even that comedy family. This is a little offside, but the 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 Wayans family. They are exceptional in terms of what they do, their craft, their comedy, their business dealings, like that family, and they've stuck together the entire time. It's beautiful. I know it's inside, but yeah, it's, yeah. Keenan Ivory absolutely developed an empire with his siblings, and then they all went on their own trajectories as well. It was great. Yeah, and you know, not, not, a, not to make it a black and white thing, but facts is facts, you know, like Jim Carrey came up, around those guys, you know, all black comedian thing, you know, and he tried, you know, he tried. He, yeah, he, he did, he did, he did super yeah, well. Yeah, he came out of there with a bomb, you see? So that was awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to do my take. Huh? King Go, King Lester. Yeah. So, I don't know, is there anything else? God. Well, I think, I think we've covered, we've covered the bases. Yeah, and oh. Yeah, we did. But Jesus, stop twerking everywhere. <laughs> I mean, if the song is hitting you so much, yo, Shazam it. When you go home, you can twerk as much as you want. Yeah, twerk, make your video, put it out there if you want yeah. to or not yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just really, it's, it's time, time and place. But also, too, I think the idea of every time or in instances mm -hmm. when people are put in check uh, to sit there and, and lean back on, oh, it's an attack on this, that, and the third, don't do that. Because that isn't always what the case is, right? It's not an attack on Black women in this case. It was... I guess if you want to use the word attack, it was an attack on bad behavior yeah. in somebody's establishment. That's very true. That's very true. And like you said, stop using it. Okay? Because when you use it so much and when it's really necessary, people are really not going to pay attention. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's good. It's going to be the, oh, one of these again. What, right? And then even when that's going to come from your own people, then that really waters down what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve because these, uh, you know, respecting black women, that movement is so, so important. 
But if we're going to lean on that all the time in cases where potentially it's yeah, in not. In cases where you just need to be responsible. That doesn't help the cause. Right. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Yeah. And accountable. I wouldn't want to be, I, you know, I, I, I don't you know necessarily I mean? think I'd be like, oh, okay, gung-ho because I've been called out for something. But also I can admit that, you know, if it was my behavior, then that's what it is. And I just got to take it and learn. You know, okay, he didn't need to raise his voice. Yeah, that's based on opinion. He didn't need to drop an F-bomb. Yeah, that's also based on opinion because he is a human being, you know, that has a lot yeah. on and, the and line right now. So Sorry, okay. it's like, well, here's the thing though. It's like me free, me getting into your car, slamming the door. If you go, what the fuck you doing? How am I supposed to be mad at you? It's your fucking car. It's your door. You paid for it. If you treat it with respect, then I should do the same. Do you know what I mean? Just because, you know, I'm in the vehicle and or no, not I'm even whatever. The, oh, that's or, my homegirl's car. Don't matter. Bye. I'll be like, stop slamming my door. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So trust me. I, I think I think we've banged it home enough. Accountability, responsibility. Accountability responsibility if you piss on the floor wipe it up if you say mean things to people do not be surprised if they return the favor you have to respect others you have to be accountable for your actions and you have to know when to take responsibility for things that you you have no other choice but to take responsibility for sometimes things can be 50 50 but in this case with these women and that man that's 100% them. Because he never told not once, not twice, but three times. Anybody in there under, underneath the age of five that's doing this? No. All grown-ass adults, right? So you think that if somebody tells you the first time, yo, don't do that, please. Second time, they go, come on, man. I already came and told you. Don't do that, please. The third time, they're going to go off the handle. Because you, you're not showing them no respect. You're, you're thinking it's a joke. And you're yeah, not paying, uh, you don't pay their bills. You don't know what they're going you know, through. Like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. That's crazy. And it's got to be for you to know that as an adult and act like a responsible adult, you know? Just like if you're having a king, if you're having a kid's birthday party, you don't want some parents come over there and you playing a song and you just drop and just start twerking in front of the kids, <laughs> you know? Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Let, let me make this clear, okay? No disrespect to anybody. I'm just saying. Sometimes people have birthday parties that aren't really made for the kids. So the adults to come together and drink and yeah, do whatever they're doing. True. So if we actually having a kid's birthday party, yeah, <laughs> Elmo better not be twerking. Okay? <laughs> Elmo might catch a left and a right. Okay? But if if, if it's if it's a birthday party for my kid, but it's kind of like an adult one as well. And, you know, as long as it's over in the corner, the kids can't really see it. I ain't too, I ain't too mad about it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, I'm taking accountability and responsibility. I say, if it's a truly a kid's birthday party, I better not even see Elmo twerking. Like we go Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese better just be chilling. He can do a little Millie Rock. That's it. I don't want to see him turning around trying to drop it like it's hot. What if you go grocery okay. shopping and you see somebody on your fruits start twerking? Then they go get slapped in their forehead <laughs> with a melon. Like, I'm not going to use my physical hand to, to do bodily harm. I want to keep my limbs intact. I'm going to take a nice underripe melon because you know those things is tough. You know what I mean? <laughs> underripe melon and slap them in their head top. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you sick? You ain't gonna be out here twerking over my 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 potatoes and yams and apples and oranges. Are you sick? Take it. I don't even care if you do the music video. Go for go buy that stuff. <laughs> Stop shaking your yams about my yams. Oh my god. Um, of course, definitely. But um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to add before we get up out of here, though? Yeah. We good. We good. Just okay. So. Like. Subscribe, comment, smash that button. 
Yo, it's easy. You, look at this. It's so easy. Look. That's all you got to do. Just bang, bang. It's free. We ain't yeah. asking for no money, baby. It's free. Free la la. <laughs> okay. So it's your boy, King E. Crush Glass <laughs> and Manila. Naivinci. Starve the eagle, feed the soul. And a co-host of all co-hosts. This is Free Free La. And like that, we gone. Yo, shout out to Free, though. She's rocking them Jews like proper today. Yeah? Yeah, sure that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you.